1: welcome to the rotowire dfs show this is it the world cup final argentina france i'm adam's a joined by ryan balangi and jack burkhart we got a three person show to discuss the biggest match of the year the biggest match of every four years um ryan we we it's been I don't know a week since we last talked. How has it been going for, for showdowns? I guess you don't you mentioned before the show what happened in, in the France <laughs> game, but just overall, how have showdowns been going for you throughout the tournament?
2: Um, not great to be honest. Um, I guess these these last you know I've taken I, I've I've tried to go more contrarian in a lot of these showdowns. Um, but as far as these two recent ones. I told you guys before the podcast, I took a stand and I made 30 lineups in the main GPP in the, for the France game, and I had zero Theo Hernandez. So, you know, when he scores right away, that's one of those times when you sort of just close your laptop and, yeah, I, I don't know, but the other then the other match, uh, Argentina and Croatia, I played a bunch of subs because, you know, of course I play subs, uh, and they score three goals right away, and... You know, all those lineups are dead. You know, that's another thing where, like, after the games, you know, you think to myself, you know, am, I, am I just throwing money away? Because that Argentina game, sure, I can talk about that too. I think I I had, like, two or three Julian Alvarez out of 30 lineups. And that's because I'm playing a bunch of subs. You know what I mean? So, like, you're just – I'll make an argument for it, though. I think when you have these big – Prize pools like 50k to first, 100k to first. To me, it just it still makes so much sense. I'm not going to go on and on about this sub thing, but um, <laughs> sometimes I just you know to win a showdown, you still got to get very lucky and predict thing you know absolutely everything absolutely spot on. And if you do that, you might get lucky and chop with eight, ten other people for I don't know whatever the chop would be. You have to get very, very lucky just to chop. So like, I don't mind trying to get lucky to win solo with subs when I think it's possible. Um, I guess I was about to win the Spain showdown against Germany for 10,000 until uh, with Murata as a sub um, and it, like a comfortable win. And then Folk Ruger, whoever scored in the 85th minute and I didn't. So it could have been different. It could have been a very profitable tournament for showdowns, but Instead, I've been getting crushed on showdowns uh, for the most part. Um, I've tried to fade chalk and on, on, on showdowns where, where I don't play subs. I try to fade some of the chalk, and, you know, that doesn't work all the time either. Um, so I'm just playing a, a higher variance style. Um, and I'm not, like, I wouldn't be doing that necessarily if I hadn't won the king of the pitch and then won those first two slates for another 40K. So... Like when I have some extra, some extra money like that, I I take more chances, um, whether tipped. right or wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I've had success with playing subs either, Jack. I think you said before you, you kind of avoid that. I actually played Di Maria in the in the last in the last Argentina match. I don't even know if he came on in that game. So that, that's just kind of... I don't of, think he did. Yeah, that's just kind of the the dicey role here when, when you're playing subs. If they score and, and they don't need someone like Di Maria, then he's not going to come on. Uh, right, I yeah. had
2: three... Um, so, like, am I the worst DFS player there is? Listen, I had three Kingsley Coman in that <laughs> semifinal game and zero Theo Hernandez. Coman didn't even see the pitch. Okay. Um, so, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you look pretty stupid.
1: Jack, have you dabbled at all with, with substitutions here in the last couple?
3: I really don't. I don't have any trouble building bad showdown lineups that aren't going <laughs> to win anyways, usually. But it's just not something I'm, I'd ever really consider because, you know, I'll play 20 lineups and I'll run all my ideas through and then I captain my goalies and, uh, you know, I'm usually out of lineups at that point. So I don't see it's necessary. I'm writing the article for this particular showdown. And it's, again, tough to get me enthused about a substitute goal. I have a few maybe other Giga Brain tactics, but you just don't know who's going to come on for when, especially on the France side. And then on the other side for Argentina, Di Maria is quite expensive. And uh, Lotaro, I hate him, so I refuse to, but that might yeah. be a reasonable
2: route. <laughs> Um, I think Jack's sorry, Jack, to interrupt. I just want to say I think Jack is probably correct. You know, just overall, I've definitely been forcing it. You know, I don't want to, like, oversell people on this idea. There's spots when it's like a really good option when you know who's going to come on and when you have a pretty good idea who's going to be optimal and what they're going to score. It's a lot different in this World Cup. I've definitely been forcing it and you waste money and you waste lineups just guessing a lot. So I think Jack's probably more on
3: the right path. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I'm not some genius, but I'd just rather pray that, you know, Christian Romero scores a goal instead. Right. That That's just as absurd. And at least I know he's on the field so that I like that. But I mean, if in showdown, you have to be willing to lose a lot at the same time. So if you play any if you play even slightly contrarian in showdown, you can just completely brick a slate just by how thin those margins are. So it's just them's the breaks. sometimes. Got to play for
1: first. I think uh, I think this slate because we have Messi and Mbappe. I think we can be. We don't have to be that much different, um, but because it would be easy to be different. Um, but we'll, we'll get into it here. So the odds for this one, pretty much even. I, like when was the last? I don't know. Final big game like this where France and Argentina basically have the same odds to win. Uh, Just something you don't normally see. So that makes this even more fun here. Implied goal total, 2.35. Both teams are sitting, you know, 1.17, 1.18 to score. Uh, The big thing for when I was looking back at final results, you know, teams tend to play a little more tentative. And so five of the last 10 world cup finals, there's been one goal scored or fewer in regular time. So, that's kind of going into these odds. But first thing we have to look at is the lineups. Argentina, as we're looking at the lineups and the injuries, Argentina have nothing to, to worry about, at least from uh, what we're, we're finding here. And it came out today a bunch of players missed training for France. I believe it was Varon and uh, Rabio. No, Varon and Canate. Uh, Both had an illness. Kanate's illness is worse than Varane's, so we removed Kanate from the projected 11, Upamecano back in there, and then Hernandez missed training on Friday with a knee issue. Uh, Tuamene missed training on Friday with a hip issue. Um, We'll see what happens, but it is Friday. We're 48 hours ahead of the start time, a little less than that, so... The thought is Hernandez will be fine. We'll see about Canate. But otherwise, Rabiot will probably be back from his illness. He didn't start the, the midweek match. Chouamainy should be fine unless this hip issue is worse than it appears. But we'll get more notes coming in Saturday. But, Ryan, does any of these possible absences change things here? Are you, are you worried about anything? I know Can- Canate played really well in their last match. Uh, does it change anything for you if, if Upamakano is back in there for Canate?
2: Nope, doesn't change anything for me. I think all those France center backs are basically the same. I mean, they can all be the best on any given day. so They're all really good. Um, uh, so no, not in that sense. If Chouameni and Rabio, if they didn't play, that's something that changes things. I mean, he's been really, both of them have been really good. Too many especially controlling midfield i think that might change things a little bit um i don't know what did
1: you say does it seem like they're gonna play it seems like it Rabio. i mean his his tag is still from the illness he had midweek so it's yeah it's considered he'll be fine so
2: yeah you figure they'll be back it's the world cup final you know <laughs> right
1: <laughs> If, well, if they have like minor issues, they should be fine unless they're, you know, they wake up and they're still throwing up, which I don't know, may have been what Rabio was doing the other day. So, yeah,
3: well, if uh, Theo Hernandez doesn't start, Kamavinga might be playing left back in his place. And that kind of opens up a free square for cash games, I guess, just because you'll probably need to punt. And um, I don't know how that'll affect things tactically as well, but that would be a pretty extreme change for DFS purposes, at least, I think.
2: So uh, you mentioned- yeah, no that uh, yeah no Jack that's that's a great point to bring up that would change everything obviously it's just such a big price difference you could lock
1: Kamavinga in for cash games. Jack, you mentioned before the show, for cash games you're looking to just plug in the three guys: Messi, Griezmann, and Mbappe, and punt on the rest.
3: Yeah, dare I say, cash seems straightforward on this slate, but um, <laughs> I. I was looking at other options of, like, who are the best plays. And, like, Griezmann, Messi, and Mbappe, I think, have the best floors and ceilings. And if I fade one of them, I'm just not sure what, you know, 2v2 I gain from that. Because a lot of the mid price players, maybe they're fine tournament options, but they don't really offer much in a floor. So I definitely want to play all three of those guys. The take that I have that might not be controversial is I don't think I want to captain Messi in cash games. I think Griezmann is a close enough play at 2000 less in price. And that allows me to improve two of my flex spots enough that I prefer Griezmann to Messi as a cash game captain. I mean, Griezmann's been fantastic. Messi has been scoring a ton of goals and getting a lot of assists, but I think Griezmann might have a better floor, dare I say. One thing, so maybe that's one thing. I think France maybe should be slight favorites and not a pick as well, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. But for me, I lean Griezmann captain in cash games, and I just don't really see a productive route to fading, what I'll call the big three um, in cash games.
1: But
2: what do you all think? I mean, I just honestly... Could end the podcast pretty much. I agree with like every word that we Jack have 50 said. minutes to go. Yeah. Literally every word Jack said, I, I agree with um, Griezmann has been amazing. Uh, our good buddy. I saw Andrew Laird tweet out that he's been the best player in the world cup. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, he was unbelievable the last two games um, and good for fantasy as well. Um I, yeah, you can captain Griezmann, definitely playing all three of those guys. I agree that France should be slight favorites, I everything Jack said.
1: Okay, well, I guess I have to be different here. Uh, you got to be different. I'll take the same route that I said for the last France game, where I don't think you need to play Mbappe. Um, I mean, it's happened the last two matches. I don't think this is a spot where Mbappe is a must- like when when we're, when we're plugging in these three high end guys you're kind of you're left with two center backs is that is that what you guys are coming up with two center backs in your lineup
3: yeah i captain greesmond so i can get up to rodrigo de paul and then okay. i just plug in a two I center backs. click click two names that sound appealing it really could be anyone i just don't think it's that bad so who so, are
2: the, uh, yeah so adam who are the you know the two priorities if you fade Mbappe I mean it's for who
1: well I'm not sure there's there's an exact priority I think instead of a possible like you're basically having to play Christian Romero is uh, is that correct like I you're getting two points from Romero the difference here you have Messi Griezmann you can have four guys who have pretty so far, pretty safe, like five to eight point floors throughout the tournament. You have guys like Enzo Fernandez, Rodrigo De Paul, Rabio, Tuamani. You have these midfielders who are, you know, in that range where they're getting to a certain a certain point. And I guess you could also throw in um, what McAllister in there as well. Uh, just those those range guys are all pretty much the same price, except Enzo is a little more expensive there. Um, you're moving up, so you got two guys who have you know five to eight point floors, and instead of playing two center backs, and I mean that moves you off of Mbappe, and you know I said the same thing for the Morocco match. It's I mean you got you got to have the decision of are you fine if if Mbappe goes off and you're just going to lose every cash game, or I mean we, it, like our, the way Argentina played, they're not going to send their fullbacks that far forward. Uh, like Molina is going to be pretty far back on that, on that side. He's going to be helping Otamendi and Romero. Those guys aren't going to be on an Island uh, having to defend Mbappe on a counter because they just can't do that. There's going to be help from those fullbacks. I just, and that's what's happened the last two games for France, which is why Mbappe, his numbers just aren't the same. The numbers just aren't getting there for him. So I, I just don't think that, Obviously, you're you're, the reason for Mbappe is you're blocking in case he does have that the 20 plus points. We know what he can do. That's that's the point of it. But I just don't think his floor is there to where he's actually a must.
3: I mean, it's not just a block, Adam. So in in principle, you know, you can play head to heads and double ups, just play the best team. And if you don't think that has Mbappe, you'll be profitable. It'll just be a little bit swingy. But even when Mbappe gets a game where it's only like three shots, just to play devil's advocate, he's still basically on the level of like a of an Enzo or a McAllister or whoever you want to play in there. So you really don't lose much. So my problem with I've done this before. I've like faded a really good goal scorer who doesn't have the best floor, like a Harry Kane and Tottenham showdown cash, and I just don't get the points from the other spots that allow me to consistently win when Kane doesn't get off doesn't go off. So because of that reason, like it's just tough for me to fade him because i just i don't feel the opportunity cost even if he only gets 6 points even at that price tag
2: yeah so i just don't see the opportunity cost or i just don't see who you're going to play like two of the guys you said but since you're, you're not going to play center backs who are you going to play for those other two spots i mean you just mentioned But Acuna and Molina, they're not going to do anything you just said. So they're the same as center backs. You're not going to play anyone on Argentina besides Rodrigo DePaul. So, I mean, who are these other guys where you're going to get the points from?
1: Why aren't you playing like an Enzo Fernandez?
2: Uh, Or you could get up to Theo as well. I mean, Enzo Fernandez, I don't like – okay, if I – yeah, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I just, I don't love it for those prices. I don't know. You yeah, know, this, I, this matchup, looks 6, like
1: 6,600 for Enzo Fernandez. At this point, price doesn't matter though. But I mean, you're, you're plugging him in cause he's going to go 90 minutes and you could, I mean, you're getting five to eight points from him where with Romero, you're going to get two points from him, if not worse.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think Enzo is just overpriced. I get that like price sort of doesn't matter, but uh, I don't know. These guys just don't have high enough floors. I'm fine with fading the Mbappe and Kane types if there's other guys to play, but I just don't see it here.
3: Yeah, I like an Mbappe fade more in tournaments than in cash games. All yeah, right, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> We've bullied you into
1: it. You know what? I you, think so. I you think didn't really bully slave, me into it. Play. You didn't really bully me into it in the last show, and then I still did it anyways, and <laughs> and I screwed myself over. I, I've the last two shows, I've been Fade Mbappe. Bappe. Uh, I won a small GPP for that England one uh, for the England France matchup, and then I, I guess I didn't listen to myself in in the Morocco match, but.
3: Can I make one more point, maybe for in it. favor of Mbappe? So you're talking about like eight-point floors for a player like Enzo Fernandez, and that's great, but you're assuming that he has an eight-point floor. And I know Enzo's been pretty decent for fantasy in these games, and his game log would suggest that he has an eight-point floor. But how often does Enzo Fernandez score four points? And that's not so far off from a Romero, so... There's like a lot of situations, sir, where Mbappe doesn't get a goal and he's kind of a dud at his price. But there still are going to be game flows, too, where a guy like Enzo, who I'm just fixating on, but players in that price range, they don't hit their floor at the same time. And in, again, in those situations,
2: you
1: just don't gain enough.
2: Enzo's floor is lower than that.
1: You know, no, I think there. so, yeah. <clears throat> I, keep, I mean, I keep bringing up Romero, but you have to play two of these guys, too. You have to like play Varane as well. You're playing two of these center Why? Backs. No, you don't.
3: I don't think you do. If you captain, um, Grease, you Captain Greisman, Griezmann, I'd have to plug in my lineup because I was. So both
1: you guys aren't Captain Griezmann. That's what we're going with here. I just yeah, that's If you it. captain I, Messi, you captain can't even Grease. afford Depaul. Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead.
2: No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm on
1: Captain. I would captain Griezmann in cash. So you're putting Depaul in this lineup. Mm-hmm. What are you plugging in, Paredes? I am <laughs> I mean I'd argue Paredes is the same as a center back he's going to go 60 minutes he could
2: also have like almost the same floor as Enzo he just
3: needs a shot on goal and he's basically hit his value and that's not so unlikely
2: I mean I'm ex- I'm exaggerating I Paredes is not a good play but you know he it's
3: yeah,
1: fine he sub, like you can but...
2: you don't have to you can do Romero I mean you can take a zero even
1: Okay. So, I guess for for percentages here, for, for cash games, do we... Th- I'd still think that Messi is the most popular captain in cash games.
3: It'll probably be split. I don't know. You think?
1: Between him and Griezmann? Uh, you know how much public people are playing this that love Messi? Probably well, Messi
2: I mean, then, yeah.
3: Like- they're not,
1: yeah, they're not going to be playing Griezmann.
3: Usually regulars play showdown cash
2: games, though. It's kind of a... It's
1: a very yeah, specific
2: true. game. True. I, I've never played Showdown Cash once in my life. So, like, the people that play are, are probably mostly regulars. Yeah, almost um, everyone's
3: a regular. I try to avoid it unless the contests are over, like, 150, just because I, usually, I often get smoked in Showdown Cash. It's a tough game, and it's pretty unforgiving. But um, I still think it'll be fairly split. I mean, Messi's just so expensive. You're going to have to click, like, three center backs if you – want to captain Messi and play the other two players. And Paredes. So, yeah, and Preda,
1: yeah. Uh, so, we are got a question here from Qbert. So it's pretty much the Saramac strategy. I think it was last, was it the last Argentina slate, or last France slate that, that Saramac captain Hugo Uris in cash games, I believe it was. Uh, but he's asking double goalkeeper in tournaments. And I'm not sure with this, with this three-headed attack, you can actually get uh, no, you can't get both goalkeepers. So you're basically having in to punt. Tournaments. In oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Um, yeah, both well, definitely. Then, yeah. Well, there not?
3: you go. Don't play Mbappe, and then you, that gives you the salary to play both the goalkeepers. There you go.
2: Yeah, man. I, I mean, I like both keepers for tournaments. I think that's a good build. Right, Ryan, yeah. can I
3: ask you a tournament question that I had while I was writing the article? Yeah. Because I do not know. If, like, one zero type constructions, especially in this massive GPP, are going to be popular or not, because there's two competing factors. So, the first factor is I think these one zero constructions in general get used quite a lot, especially in games with low totals and pretty obvious goal scores, which this game has. On the other hand, everyone is going to want to play Griezmann, Mbappe, and um, Messi. And you cannot play a one-zero construction if you captain and play one of those players and play all three. So there's two competing factors going on. So I don't know if I like one-zero constructions at this point. Um, but you say you like goalkeepers. So um,
2: no, no, no. I, sorry, I, 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 just, I just like that strategy. I'm not saying I. Oh, like, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I like. I'm not saying I like like that strategy for this specific game, but I like that strategy in this uh in if you're playing the main gpp with 100k to first yeah double goalkeeper because people just don't do it and it it can get there in more ways than people think and with construct different constructions especially in these games when when you go to extra time and maybe penalties i mean anything can happen and I, i just don't think people do it as far as what you said uh yeah, that's tough. But, you know, one-zero scorelines. I like to make showdowns for one-zero scores. I have forever. You mentioned a lot of people do, um, but you can't do that if you play those big three. Yeah, I thought of the same thing, and it kind of made me like them more. I don't know, not not necessarily more, but you know, if I don't know, did you did, were you saying you think people are going to do that or no? Like I thought maybe maybe not because it's it's tougher or not as much because it's tougher. You know, you can't do it if you play the big three. That is, the th- so if we
3: didn't have the big three, then I would feel like it would definitely be overutilized. But because, yeah, so what I want to know is who's going to win in the tug of war? Are people just going to click Messi, Griezmann, and Mbappe in some order so that one of them's the captain? Is that going to happen a lot? If that happens a lot, one-zero constructions are very good because you automatically have to fade one. So
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I, think I agree with what you're saying. That's, that's what, how I would lean. That's Yeah. I don't Before, think they'll be quite as popular as they should be.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: you guys want to talk about tournaments here, or just some our general thoughts here on this game before we get into? I think it's good
3: to talk about how we think the game is actually going to flow.
1: You want like to start? How the
3: team's going to tactically approach? Yeah. Well, I'm probably the least astute to give that. I'd like to hear you and Ryan. We're it's all
1: we're like... all equal. We're all astute.
3: So I think yeah. I'll say what I think and maybe this is like the middle IQ opinion right here, but I think both of these teams will have a tendency to sort of like play a bit cagey and play a little bit slow. And that's compounded just by how I've seen them approach games in general. And like France have a pretty patient approach. They're not going to take it to any opponents. And Argentina, I don't think are that strong that they can really take it to France on the other hand. So I think both teams are going to be a little bit cautious. And so I think that's going to be a slow game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of open play points because of it. That's my impression about how the game is going to function. So it makes me think I want to play on, um, I want to build lineups surrounded by one zero or zero zero game scripts.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll I'll let you go last, Adam, because I think maybe you'll be different, but uh, I'm sort of, yeah, I'm sort of with Jack on this one, I think. I think France are the slightly better team. I think it's going to be cagey. I think it's going to be not too many chances from open play, you know, it, it, especially in the first half. Um, I think, you know, Argentina sort of have relied on a lot of messy magic. Um, and I think they're going to sort that, that, that's what they're going to need again. And they almost subconsciously even play that way at the start. or Even if they happen to nick a goal, I mean – Alvarez made those runs. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I think, uh, yeah, I think Argentina is sort of second best. But France is not a team that, you know, is going to dominate them and create a bunch of chances. France doesn't care, really. If they have the ball, they're fine playing on the counter. Um, but Argentina is solid in midfield, solid in defense. Like, I think both these teams would be happy to get to halftime 0 0. It's the World Cup final. Like, you know, sometimes you're out not to make a mistake, uh, at least at the start.
1: I think, uh, yeah, what you guys said is is probably the general consensus. That's why the that's why the implied total is two point three five. World Cup finals teams play tentative; they want to sit back a little bit. Um, put them at my betting article this morning. I tried to. I look back at what these teams did throughout the season, not the season, throughout the tournament. Tournament. Um, Ryan, you got Ryan, some, you got uh, some uh, uh, echo, echo here. here. Let me try to fix that. There we go. Yeah. Um, sorry, your headphones died.
2: Yeah. This is the last podcast that I'll be doing from this place, by the way, so it won't sound like my fridge is going to explode. We won't have the echo. We won't have me cut out from this terrible internet, finally moving back to the States next week. So yeah, anyways, I don't know if I'll be able to fix that. My headphones just died.
1: Yeah, I was going to say beforehand, uh, you're coming back in a week and we're getting this nice snowstorm coming across North America. So uh, Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, for this match, I think the preferred method of how both France and Argentina, or at least their best me- best method of, of winning, is off the counter. That's how Argentina beat Croatia. They got, I think, all their three goals kind of off the counter to some extent. As Ryan said, everything's kind of based around Messi, but also, I mean, that first uh, Alvarez PK was just him and, him running by a center back, and I think that's the best method for both these teams, but France seemed to do it a little better. Argentina, pretty much every match before the Croatia game, they were, you know, majority possession, kind of working the ball, waiting for the best opportunity, working through Messi, waiting for the best opportunity to hit and get that goal. And if they take that approach, um, It's reasonable to think that what you guys are saying, you know, scoreless, one nil, that kind of thing. Argentina will just kind of have the ball. France will have their opportunities off the counter, that kind of a thing. But, you know, Argentina's back line has looked good this season. I keep saying season, this tournament. This is this is obviously the best attack they've seen throughout the tournament. I mean, you could see their prior matchups. They haven't really faced anyone nearly to the same level of Mbappe, Griezmann in there. Even even a, a, a central forward like Giroud. I mean, their best comparison for that is, is Veghorst. who, you know, he had a brace off the bench. So you throw that into there, and my th- my thoughts are that Argentina will have possession. France will get a goal off the counter, even though France or Argentina are controlling the match. A little bit of of what Croatia, what happened to Croatia against Argentina. I think what uh, what Argentina did against Croatia. I think France are going to do that to Argentina, and then France get that goal. I think that just opens things up a little more, opens Argentina up in the back, and then I'm I'm going over two and a half goals. I know it's you know it's against against what happens in world cup finals and against what how these teams you know going to be tentative going to be cagey because it is a final they don't want to get scored on first but i think you know if, if france get that early goal get an early goal off the counter it's just going to open things up and i think both these teams are really good off the counter so i'm thinking there's gonna be goals ryan uh, you you're uh, i don't know if, what you think about this but i, I think you, you uh, maybe don't agree with
2: what i just said No, no, no. I could see that. But what I want to say is like, no, I see this guy asking if the game is tied late, which team do you think will be pushing more? Just in general, when you're building lineups for tournaments, that's how you got to think. Um, Especially like, like for one nil score lines, if either team goes up one nil, especially if it's relatively early, then forget about everything I said, because the team that's down is going to crush. I mean, you saw that France Morocco game? I mean from a floor perspective, they're going to crush. Um, France like basically forgot how to play and for a while in that game and we're lucky that Morocco didn't score and yes. Argentina is better than Morocco. And I mean these teams will be, you know, for lack of a better term and their managers will be too, you know, shitting their pants if they have a chance to win the World Cup. I mean, so the you know, if you're playing for a 1-0 game, the you got to run it back with players from the other team too. Um, Just, I don't know. The point is to think about the whole script when you're building the lineup.
3: Yeah. I've noticed that when studying your lineups, Ryan and tournaments. So when I enter the 20, I always take a look. And even if you captain a goalkeeper for one team and it's speculating that team wins, you have three players on the other side, either, you know, putting in crosses or potentially peppering the goalkeeper. And it's a lesson I learned and makes a ton of sense. Like, When you speculate, there's going to be some type of ceiling like that. You have to, I don't know, embrace that sort of extreme
1: end of the outcome. So for tournaments here, for I guess this this hundred thousand here, this big tournament, I I I'm looking back at France against England. Mbappe was forty three percent captain. This this is a this is a small GPP, small single entry GPP. So you know, not the same thing as as the main one, but. Still Mbappe, 43% captain, 87% of lineups. Griezmann was just 8% captain, 45% of lineups. And then on the other side, you got like a Harry Kane, 12% captain. So now we have Mbappe and Messi. It seems like we're going to get what about 70% of lineups will have Mbappe or Messi captain. Is that, is that sound, sound about right for you guys? Uh,
3: Tough for me to disagree. And if that means Griezmann goes overlooked in the captain's spot, then sign me up.
2: I mean, yeah, if that's true, it makes me want to captain just about anyone else. I mean, I, I don't mind making Messi and Mbappe cap, captain lineups as well. I'll, I'll do that as well. But if they're going to be that high-owned, um, you know, there's a lot of, there. you know, you can you can't fit certain combinations unless you captain cheap guys uh jack was mm-hmm. sort of talking about it i i heard on the last france showdown podcast a couple of days ago but i always try to think of that stuff um like lineups where you don't need the highest scoring player in the captain spot to to be optimal um yeah
3: Yeah, and I think there are players that in the mid range that you can captain. So my inclination in tournaments is that if I captain one of the big 3, I max two of them because you're just you're going to get duped and you're going to get funneled into this like 3v3 at the end with and who knows. It, it just I think it has bad equity to win. But if you're willing to captain Robbio or DePaul or a center back, well now you're cooking. Now you can play all three of those players hope whoever you're captain does anything and you have the three best plays and it won't be a popular captain either. So in ma- in big tournaments, I, I like that strategy quite a lot.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a script that happens a lot. Well, not a lot, but with pricing like this, where you look at this mid five K range, DePaul, Rabio, Chiumeni, Um there's, Yeah, there's certain scripts where they only need an assist and maybe to finish with 11 or 12 points and you can have a bunch of other guys score 20 and they can end up as the optimal captain. Um, So, yeah, something like that I'll be looking at to to fit all of the studs. Yeah, I like what Jack said. If you're going to captain one, it's tough to play the other two. I mean, you can't, you can't captain, in a in a 16,000-person tournament,
3: you cannot profitably captain Griezmann and then play Messi and Mbappe, and then just gamble <laughs> on the 3v3. There's just, like, not enough combinations
2: to make that worthwhile. Right. I mean, unless, like, I guess, uh, just to play devil's advocate, unless you said, well, like, those guys are just for sure scoring 20 plus points and everyone else is scoring under 10. I mean, if you're going to make that argument, but yeah, I agree with you. It's, it seems tough. Well, then it might
3: not even be, pro- if that, if we all knew that was happening, it might not even be profitable. Right. It right. might contest. not even be
2: profitable. You're right. But um, I guess what I'm saying is since it's a hundred K to first, a chop necessarily isn't that bad.
1: I'm just trying to like, figure out, they, you know, there, there's like no there's not even like bench guys that are below 5k that are that you even want to play there there's not a ton of ways to get different with uh, if you play the the top three guys here is Benzema gonna play
2: I highly I don't doubt, think so I highly doubt it did you that see would that I mean it. I, I saw I saw he's available for selection is he like actually gonna be on the bench I He's, not in, the player, he's not in the player
1: field, so
2: we can't uh, even use okay. him. Man, I didn't notice that. Okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's not going to start, so this isn't going to matter. No, of course anyways. he's
2: not going to start. Oh, was that? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's – if you go with these three guys, I mean, where is – what is the cheapest – bench guy that you, that you would even be considering Ryan is it uh, is well, it come on again well no <laughs> oh, back so, to the well
2: just like I gotta check on Benzema I swear I saw that Benzema might be on the bench and I'm just saying it, if that's the case I think he would be like too popular as a sub um and then it would make me not want to play the other France guys because like if Benzema was on the bench he'd come on he, he would come on, I would think. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to check on that. Um, He's not in the Sub's is pool. tough in this one. I think, Adam, you mentioned Di Maria. For that price, like, you need your sub to score a goal. I'm not saying Di Maria can't. But I played Lataro, Mark. I've been playing Lataro. Uh, Jack won't like to hear that. But Lataro, man, he, I mean, I don't know how he hasn't scored. I mean, multiple times. He could have scored multiple sub goals in a bunch of these games. So really, I'm looking for a guy that's going to score and for sure going to come on. Uh, I don't mind Lataro if you want to take a chance. France is tough. You have no idea what you're going to do. Like, maybe I'll play one Coman just because I'm stubborn and nobody's going to play him. But I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm forcing it because it's 100K to first. Subs are not the optimal move in this matchup. But, you know, just to, you know, expand on why I was doing it a little bit, I thought... You know, there's decent chances these games go 120 minutes, and we've seen a lot of these subs play 60 minutes. We've seen subs play 90 minutes. In yeah, so so there was a few reasons why I thought they were pretty good plays, actually. But for this match, you're really forcing it. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, Adam, there's there's no one. There's no like cheap bench players. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I I do not like Lutaro. That just a just a <laughs> tilt thing, Man. but. In my he's in my tempting, article, man, I know. In my article, I say I'm probably not going to sub goal, but if I did, I think he's probably the best option. I feel in most game scripts he's going to be subbed on, which that feels good. I feel good about that. Like Di Maria, if Argentina are winning or something, well, you probably don't. You would play Di Maria if you speculate like France have a goal. I think Adam made this point in the previous podcast, so I'm just parroting that point right there. But Lutaro probably comes on in a lot more game scripts for Alvarez, and you pretty much know what his role is going to be. So I think that makes the most sense. I mean, who on France is going to come on first? I have no
2: idea. Like, that's an important consideration. Yeah, I don't think that, that – that do you, like, I was going to ask the same thing. That's what you want to know, and I have no idea either. Like, I, I thought it was going to be Coman last game, and obviously I was – Way off. Um, I almost like. I think I think Coman would come on if they were losing, but probably not if they're winning. Um, I don't like. I don't really know what else to think.
1: Yeah, they brought on. I think they brought on what Turam for Dembele, and then uh, Kolumwani for Giroud. Then we also have the. We also have to bring into the consideration we have the illnesses and we have the, I don't know, bruises of, of Hernandez and, and Chumani here. So, I mean, maybe for a guy like Rabio, maybe, he, you know, he's not hundred percent fit to where he's going 90. So this is a, I don't know your guy, Jack wendozi here oh, and uh, probably be Fofana, fan. but like, you don't want to bring in a, a defensive midfielder, but I, I mean, if you want to be different uh, I, you could take that route and, and hope he, he comes on for, you know, one of those defensive midfielders or something like that, uh, which again, seems, seems kind of crazy that we're even talking about that, but. Yeah, that kind of—I
3: forgot about that. That kind of dings the Rabio captain. I was kind of enthusiastic. What about happened?
2: That. What did you, you say? Oh, sorry. It, I, I had to fucking... let my my little son is out in the cold out there, and I just I just had to let him back in. So you probably hear him upstairs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, do you know actually? though? You know, I, I didn't think of this until last game. My son is one quarter Argentine, so it's a big game for him. It's already his first World Cup final. Um, well, he also, stack he argentina messy, then his, it's 40 minutes yeah, he in, he his, he he earlier messy, yeah he had his messy kid on last game i mean he celebrated when they scored It's pretty funny actually that i never thought i'd have an argentinian son but anyways
1: <laughs> wait can we let's uh, your your wife's from spain right
2: yeah well she's she's half spanish half argentinian one parent from each nice uh, by the way okay. jack you might know this is it argentine or argentinian or both? Oh can you God. use both um <laughs> wait a i'm an i'm an authority on these things and i
3: wait, say you can use both I wait no why don't on. you
1: ask your uh...
2: she she's not a native english speaker she doesn't know i think it's argentinian i've written that before but i i think so too but i don't know i've heard people say both you know anyways i don't know how we we, sorry sorry i I took took us off topic a little bit
1: all right jack so who is your goalkeeper you're gonna captain on this slate um or or are you captaining both
3: i'm gonna captain both i think because i think uh because it's so
1: even we don't know
3: yeah it's so even um i do think that france are a little bit more likely to have the ball and take a few more shots so
1: so the opposite of what i said what do you mean? That well, I was saying I think Argentina are more likely to, to possess the ball. Oh, France don't man. France don't like to have the possession.
3: Yeah, I, it, it's so thin either way. Um, I could see in a situation like. I, I kind of want to captain goalkeepers in like a zero, zero situation where maybe there's just not a lot happening and one team pushes at the end. And I think France maybe has the ability to push at the end a little bit better than Argentina. I don't know. It's all very thin and you can basically just do the mirror of what I say. So um, sort of like Emmy Martinez is the captain for, for that reason. He's had a good world cup too. Good shot stopper. I think so. I mean, I'm a big Tottenham fan, so I promise you I'll make a Hugo Lloris lineup just for, just for fun. <laughs>
1: Ryan, we talked a little bit about Hernandez at the top here. I kind of think he might be a little more popular, probably too popular because people were looking at that goal. We talked about it for the Morocco show where Hernandez was incredibly captained after the first couple matches of the World Cup because people were game-log watching. People are going to game-log watch again. But this question is just based off of the fullbacks here. I don't want to play Acuna. I don't want to play Molina. I don't know. I don't want to play Kunde. Hernandez is iffy, but if he's gonna be popular, I don't know if I want to play him either.
2: I'm with you, man. I mean, obviously that's sort of what I was thinking on the last slate when I didn't play him at all. Um, I checked the ownership and even after he had the dud the game before that, you know, he was he was actually more uh more captain than Larice and more owned than Larisse And I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I love keeper captains that they, they were the same price. Uh, keeper captains in this game are great too, whichever one you want. Um, Theo. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to be under again, obviously. I don't think this is a spot where he's got a huge floor in him and he's going to be popular just because of what he's done, or at least relatively popular. Um, I know if he wasn't, if he wasn't, Going to be then, I think it'd be an okay play because for me it's tough to play him in that range. Like I look at lineups and I think, oh, like he's too expensive. I mean, it's tough to play because of the salaries on Mbappe, Messi, Griezmann. So like he actually should be a good play because people should be off him, but they won't be off him. So I'll fade him again probably for the most part. And you know when he scores the goal, then back to thinking about
1: life and shut the laptop off. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of game log watching because if we said this uh, after uh, before the Morocco match and the, we were just looking at the percentages on Hernandez. But I mean, you look at the percentages for Hernandez in the Morocco match and he was, I mean, depending on what tournament you're looking at, I'm, I'm just looking at a small GBP here. He was sub 3% captain and which is I mean, which is crazy. I mean, your Reese was was 1.1% in this in this contest as well. But I mean, now people are going to look at the game logs. They're going to click on them, and be like, "Oh, he had 20 points, so and it's he's cheaper, off. so I'm going to captain him." It's it's just really hard to read because it seems like people are just looking right at the last game and just going straight off that, no thoughts of anything else. So, I mean, if if Hernandez is sub three percent captain, I, I would captain him a ton, but. Because he scored, maybe he might be 10% and and be looking stupid when we have him captain and he does nothing. So,
3: I think Hernandez might be the fourth most popular captain. Like I think he might get captain more than Giroux, which seems I would prefer just to... If I knew that going into a slate, I would just want to captain Giroux in that case. So I don't know. Maybe that's wrong, though. Ownership
1: is tough. Well, um, you look at it, Giroud. Uh, he didn't score last match. People aren't going to captain him. Yeah, there you go. He stinks. There, yeah, so. they're going to look at that. Uh, Giroux, what? Uh, let's look at his game logs. He was 12% captain in this tournament, about 50% of rosters. Before that game, he was coming off back-to-back goals. So now people are going to be look at this and be like, okay, well, he didn't score last match. I don't want him anymore. Now Giroux is going to be sub-5%. It's just so, I don't know, so fickle. So I don't know what word I want to use, but – are people going to captain Dembele? No. no way, and I like it. I mean, if it's 70% Mbappe and Messi, all these guys are going to be almost, you know, sub 5% captain. It's like we can win with any of these guys. If one of these random guys scores and they're sub 5% captain and you guys are going with the 1-0 build, just plug in just plug in the goal score with you know, the high end guys and get the winning goalkeeper. And I don't know how many people are going to be like that. I don't think that many.
3: Yeah. I think my favorite type of lineup is I captain Griezmann because I think he's going to be under captain for his role. And then I want to play like Giroud as a flex or Dembele as a flex, and then, you know, fill in the rest of the stuff. You put the goalkeeper, have Messi on the other side. I haven't really tinkered with all the combinations. Just for this reason, I think those two guys are going to go overlooked. And if you want to swap and put Dembele on the captain, I think that would be good as well. Putting Dembele in the captain seems like a Ryan move, though. So do you like Dembele in this spot, Ryan? He's been frustrating.
2: Yeah, that's a, it is, that's kind of a Ryan move. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of, I do like Dembele in this spot. I mean, he's the cheapest of all the attackers. I think he's a great player, and I think he could score. So, I mean, if he's not going to be captained, just all lines up. Uh, I don't it. love him or anything, but just based on what I said, the cheap price, and I think he's similarly likely to score in a game like this. Is You know, it's a, it's in a game where there's might not be a lot of chances and especially a lot of clear-cut chances you know it just takes it's just just one one whatever one anything um so yeah I like Dembele I uh, think his Q- downside
3: is priced in like 7600 he gets subbed off early. Yeah. who cares it's 7600 he doesn't have a great floor who cares he's 7600
1: so yeah Q-Bert's I mean asking sorry Kubert's asking about Lautaro Martinez uh I think we're both I think it seems like Lautaro is going to be coming on, no matter how the match is going. At least that's what it seems like. So,
2: yeah, seems like Lautaro is going to come on no matter what. Obviously, or not, not. I think he
1: would come on sooner if they're losing. Uh, but yeah. Um. I, one question here. So, um, previous Argentina showdowns, Argentine, Argentinian showdowns. <laughs> I think uh, most of them have been – Messi captain has has won them. Uh, maybe there is a time, you know, Alvarez got a couple goals. Maybe his his captain won one of those. But for the most part, you know, Messi's getting to his number. He's getting between 20, 30 points every game. And then we had the Mbappe games earlier in the tournament. Do you guys think that it's going to be one of those guys to take, take this down? Or – or is it something <laughs> else or is well, it something else I mean
2: no that that's a good thing to bring up because we're talking about these other captains but in some of these other recent showdowns um I was actually talking about this with a couple of my friends and they were both they both said like th- these guys are almost sure to be the winning captain I mean in some of these spots like they're just like almost always going to be the winning captain. So like, instead of fading, maybe just, you know, you can just only captain them. Like I get that strategy too. I get that strategy. Um, But yeah, I don't know. To your point, like, I don't think it's going to, I don't think this game, I don't know. I think this game's just, it's going to be a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you guys, I mean, you're saying we're talking about KG matches and KG matches don't usually produce floor points. So, yeah, I mean, that's,
2: that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't seem like one of those spots that's as for sure, but I don't know.
1: I almost, I, I almost like just going, go with one of those guys and then instead of using them both, just, just fade the other. Uh, like, if you're using Messi, just fade Mbappe. You have, then you have money to go elsewhere. So you're not, you're not in the range. And if, you know, Mbappe has, you know, he doesn't make the score sheet. Um, like, you're finding the the floor points everywhere else. Maybe you're getting someone who assists Messi or you're yeah. getting the winning clean sheet kind of a thing. So I like that for one nil builds.
2: Like, like Jack said before, um, definitely you get Mbappe or Messi to, score the goal and finish with 25 and get the goalie and a defender. And yeah, I like that.
3: Is it viable to um, fade a Messi as a flex? I guess to me, it seems, that seems
2: really, okay. Anything's viable, right? But it seems
3: really thin. Yeah. But right?
2: because, but I think you need, you need Argentina goals. Like, right. I was thinking of, no, how, it would need to be a like, goal fest. Exactly. Yeah, if you get you need Alvarez, you need you know, to fade any of these high price guys, like you can for sure. Um you just need goals. So, like uh from any of the expensive guys. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think you can fade Messi and the flex. It would have to be you need <laughs> yeah, goals I mean, from even if Alvarez and two expensive France guys, because look, you can only fit three of these guys so. Yep. You need one of those other guys to outscore Messi. I don't know. So it, it has to be a goal.
1: Kubert's uh, asking, you know, how about a 4 2 game like the last World Cup? Yeah, that was, it's kind of what I mentioned with, with my thoughts on the match. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think this is. I guess you could say this about any game. You could say any game could be scoreless, it could be one nil, or there could be goals. I mean, obviously those are the those are the possible results. So that's kinda of, that's kinda of what it comes down to.
2: Right, but, but you no, know, but a game like this will change so much more if one team scores. Teams, if there's an early yeah. goal or not. Will change so much more than like a Premier League game would or a Champions League game would. So
1: all right, you guys, do we miss anything? Have we talked about every, all, I don't know, 50 players for these teams? Do, do we miss something that we're talking about to win to win a tournament here?
3: How about, uh, I think we miss the Otamendi captain, and then he uh, gets a <laughs> header goal in the 98th minute.
1: Is that your favorite defender to captain here?
3: Um, unfortunately, yes, it is my favorite defender to captain. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Otamendi is more likely to be targeted on a set piece than um, Kuti Romero, but I don't know.
1: It's it's pretty close, I'd yeah. say.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Pick pick one. Pick one out of a hat. I like Otamendi. <laughs> I, I think I write. Uh, it's the last line of my article. I've been doing it all tournaments, so it eventually has to hit, right? So
1: right, I like the center so... back goal. Why not? All right, you gave your favorite center back. Ryan, who's your favorite uh, midfielder here to captain? Um,
2: Rabio. If I had to pick one. I just think he probably has the best chance at a goal or an assist out of all the mids. Again, you know, I, I'm not necessarily right about that. That's what I'd be looking for though. Which one has the best chance at a goal or an assist? Mm-hmm. All
1: I right. Mean, who ready? would it be
2: from Argentina? I, you know, I obviously not Paredes, Enzo, McAllister. It's
1: all three of those guys are, are there. Uh, Rodrigo DePaul yeah. probably be subbed off earlier because he's dealing with the muscle issue. Fernandez seems like the guy who's going 90 every game. McAllister has also been around there. It's it, it, It's really hard to – Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: I was just actually – sorry. I was just thinking, no, like who's more likely to score, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just Oh, all those guys are kind of – I agree, yeah, all those guys.
2: You see them all like popping up in spots here and there, and then sometimes they'll be deeper, and then like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say Enzo probably plays deeper, but if – I mean, who (sighs) – if they're if they're down a goal and they're pushing like he's not going to be he'll be he already scored in the tournament he's going to be there uh you know 30 yards out ready to take a shot so um all right goal predictions are you, are you guys ready for this all right jack what are we predicting jack you're up cool. i'm up you're predicting the game here jack's up
3: i to project goals i project no goals i project a 00 game all the way through 120 minutes. And this will be decided <laughs> on penalties. Right. And the GOAT will be the deciding factor. Hugo Uriis? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, Hugo.
1: <laughs> you already won. Wow. So is that double goalkeeper lineup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure.
3: It's a, okay. like a messy captain and then do a little grease double goalie. little sprinkle of whatever. That's the move.
1: Okay. All right, Ryan, what do you got? What do you, what are, what am I predicting? You're predicting the game here. Ryan's Ryan's got a faulty connection here. We're just predicting the game and then uh, the goal scores.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, can we just say how lucky we are, how grateful I am that we got this final? I mean, this, this might be the best. This is one of the best finals we could have gotten. I mean, i've seen some people i don't know maybe i maybe i have some people not happy with this final but i mean just amazing mbappe versus who would be
1: happy with this what is what what does that even mean i don't know man
2: maybe it was just one or two people i i I see um anyways um grateful to have croatia Um, against morocco in the final honestly yeah from like the stuff i was seeing like yeah people wanted to morocco i saw like uh, not going to even watch the final anymore. You don't want to see Mbappe <laughs> rolling around on the floor all game. You know, it was cool to root for the underdogs. <laughs> uh, I mean, as as soccer guys, I mean, this is a treat, especially with Messi. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I've been a big Mbappe guy for a long time, too. I, you know, I in the last international tournament, I picked him to win with, when I did the podcast with Laird and they did terrible, I picked him to win in the World Cup uh when they won 4 years ago so i'm a france guy too it's tough but you almost feel like it's written in the stars for messi here i kind of think that both both these guys are going to score it's a big occasion i mean let's just get up for it right i hope that's what happens so yeah i think a goal from messi a goal from mbappe uh as far as who's going to win it i don't know man uh I feel like it's I feel like it might be fate for Messi here. So I I'll, I'll go with Argentina uh, 2 to 1. Nice.
1: Oh, man, that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, last couple of times I changed my my prediction because I was the same with Jack. I I went off my entire strategy. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say 2-1 again. Argentina. I'm going to go Messi goal and I'm going to go McAllister goal going with the Brighton boy. Brighton boy for a goal. And then we're going to get uh, – has Griezmann scored in the tournament? No, I'll give it to Giroud. I'll give Giroud to goal. And that's where we're at, 2-1 Argentina. Jack, there's been one, one World Cup final that went to PKs. That was 1994 at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Uh, so this is the second one for PKs, huh?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, pencil that. in 2022. Italy-Brazil, Roberto Baggio – blew it over the top of the goal. 94 USA. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I I just wanted to say that prediction. I'm not necessarily going to build lineups like that uh, with Messi and Mbappe both scoring, like we've talked about. I just saw, you know,
1: maybe you should, it's
2: more of a hope that we get, you know, a game like that for the theater of it, which I, I sort of care more about. I just hope we see a good game.
1: Oh, we we hit the over 60 minutes. I gave the over under at 60. We're at the over, but I think that's all we got for the World Cup final. It's been, uh, I think we, we dove down pretty deep and discussed everything. Uh, Rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free two-day trial. The World Cup is ending, but the Premier League is back in 10 days, so... It- like what you saw from what we're getting for the World Cup, we have all this stuff, we have all the stats, we got the cheat sheets for the Premier League. I'll be back on Boxing Day. Ryan, you can find him at Ryan Belangi. Jack is at Jack Burkhart. I am at Roto's Drake on Twitter. And I guess, I don't know, I, someone will be back next week to, to talk to talk the Premier League, but <laughs> this is for the World Cup. Thanks, guys, and good luck uh, at winning this 100000 Good luck, everyone.